We're on a mission from God. And now for something completely different. This is Matt Youngblood Clark from Ascension Lutheran Church in beautiful South St. Louis, where I serve as pastor. And here with me is... Pastor Jolly John Lekumski, presently uh, in New Athens, Illinois, but uh, you might find me up in Northfield, Minnesota. It just depends on what the weather's like, Matt. So You just never know no. where Pastor and Jolly John's going to be. And I tell you what, we've had a, God has really blessed us here in the St. Louis area. We've had some wonderful days here in March. So it has been beautiful. Yeah, Yeah, the crocus is blooming. It is nice out. You know, Matt, we've kind of uh, set aside our our dumb jokes that we often start with because of the season of Lent. Uh, But even if it wasn't the season of Lent, I think we would set them aside because you have a very, very uh, important issue that you, you want to deal with. And, and it's it's not, there's nothing funny about it all. It is probably one of the great tragedies uh, that a lot of families have to go through. Um, and the question is, so does the Word of God offer any comfort or counsel? And, and uh, well, anyway, what, what is it that you want to talk about today? Yeah, Eric? thanks, Sean. So today I wanted to wrestle a little bit with the, the topic of suicide and that uh, that whole circumstance where someone does harm to themselves, takes their own life. Because I think that it's a topic that we shy away from, uh, even as Christians. Uh, There's not often times where we hear a sermon preached about suicide or go to a Bible study that really addresses that topic head on uh, specifically. And and I really think that silence is the enemy, though, when it comes to this, especially a silence from the church, uh, because God's word isn't silent on it. The Holy Scriptures aren't silent on it, and neither should we be. And if we don't share with people what the word of the Lord has to say about suicide, well, then where are we going to go for information about suicide? It looks pretty bleak apart from the promises of God's word, to be honest. So we're going to break the silence today on wrestling with the basics, and we're going to we're going to deal with the topic of suicide. Um, Matt, do you think one ahead. of the reasons? why uh, uh, sometimes we, we, we remain silent in that. Because years ago, and, and I don't know that this was ever the tradition in our particular church body, uh, but I know in some other church bodies, it was essentially taught that if you committed suicide, uh, you were outside uh, the bounds of God's grace uh, to the point where you couldn't even be buried in, in a church cemetery. Um, I always thought it interesting that if you go to the older Lutheran liturgies, there was always a prayer in those liturgies for someone who committed suicide. So to me, that indicates, you know, I don't know what the attitude of the people might be, because the attitude of the people and yet the teaching of the church are not always the same. But I would assume that that we've always at least had the attitude that we, we, we don't know. We, we're not making any judgments, just like we can't judge anybody, uh, whatever their cause of, of death. Yeah, and I think you're right. I think even today that idea still holds on, that someone who commits suicide is outside of God's grace, and uh, they are without hope. 
And we'd say, well, wait a second. Let's, let's again go back to the scriptures. Let's go back to God's word. Jesus says there is an unforgivable sin. He really does. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but, but that sin isn't suicide. <laughs> That's not what Jesus says, at least. Uh, for Jesus, that sin is the rejection of the Holy Spirit. Uh, to totally reject the Holy Spirit, to, to know and hear the gospel, and yet say, no, thanks, Lord. I don't want anything to do with my Savior, Jesus Christ. Right. Um, so what we're talking about today, though, is a suicide of someone who is a Christian. The suicide is someone who is a baptized child of God, who, who knows the word of the Lord, who's come to a holy communion, uh, who's a brother or sister in Christ. How do we deal with that, right? Uh, what, what do we have to say about the survivors of that family? And what do we have to say even about that person's relationship to, to Jesus Christ and their eternal salvation? So that's that's what we want to deal with today. It's not not the suicide, the death of an unbeliever. Um, scripture's clear on that too. <laughs> no matter what the circum the circumstance of your death is, if you're apart from Jesus, if you you're if you don't have faith in Him, you know, it, and separation from Him, then um, hell. Uh, but we're talking today about the believer. What about the person in Christ who still, for whatever reason, takes their own life? So that's that's what we want to wrestle with. And, and, and the thing is, uh, uh, and what we got to remember, is people might draw the conclusion, since a person committed suicide, that they had rejected uh, the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, 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 we're going to see from Scripture that's not necessarily true. That, that's, that's a false conclusion. Uh, that Most definitely. Suicide, it, it doesn't mean that they have rejected. Uh, even as when I commit a sin— that doesn't mean I've rejected the work of the Holy Spirit. Exactly. It just means that I'm a sinner and I'm weak. And sometimes I, I do things like that. And then, of course, I repent. Uh, well, and that's oh, now I'm getting it more complicated because that would be the other thing. Well, suicide can't repent, can yeah, it? That's, well, that's the issue right. too. You, yep. you, you, you unpack this stuff for us, man. Well, yeah, let's yeah, let's do it together, John. The uh, the reason I'm bringing this up today, and we're discussing this on rest of the basics, is well, frankly, I'll, I'll be honest, it's it's hit home here for me. Uh, and the congregation I serve here at Ascension, uh, this past Ash Wednesday, uh, one of our members uh, took their own life. Um, the, the individual was uh, one of our members here who came to America as a refugee from Nepal, um, former uh, Hindu, um, but uh, was baptized uh, about nine years ago, uh, became a, a, a child of God, uh, knew, knew the gospel of Jesus Christ, uh, was someone who, who worshiped regularly and in God's word, uh, someone who desired the Lord's Supper. In fact, the last time I saw him um, was, uh, you know, uh, about a month before he passed. And uh, I went to his house with his family because they weren't coming to worship in person due to COVID. And, and I communed them because they had a desire for the Lord's Supper. They had a hunger for the forgiveness that's there in Christ's body and blood. And that's the last time I saw him. Um, but it's also someone who, who had some struggles, too, uh, who struggled with uh, mental illness and, and some difficulties there with uh, different issues. Um, so, you know, again, complicated circumstances. Uh, so that's, that's why this is hitting home for me uh, right now. But I don't think I'm alone. Uh, as you alluded to, John, uh, all of us. If, if we had surveyed our listeners, I think all of them would know a family member or a friend or a coworker or someone they went to school with who's com committed suicide, who's taken their own life. I, I think that's affected in some way, shape or form here in America 
almost every person in some way. And I think even the statistics bear that out. Um, in 2018, at least here in the U.S., there were 48,000 suicides uh, in the U.S. in that one year. Uh, the even sadder statistic, I think, is for every one suicide that actually takes place, there's eight others who attempt suicide. So you take that, that number 48,000, multiply it by eight. <laughs> Those are the number of people that have at least attempted suicide. And then you, you look at the CDC's numbers and you see that since COVID hit, the number of people that have attempted suicide, seriously contemplated suicide, committed suicide, that has more than doubled, more than doubled uh, in this past year due to COVID. So there is, there is ample reason to be talking about this right now. Uh, and again, I think all of us in one way, shape, or form have been affected. And here at Ascension, um, We've been certainly affected by it recently, but I, I would even say that there's you'd be hard-pressed to find a Christian congregation that hasn't had a member who's committed suicide. And so as Christians, we're, we're not immune to this. We're not immune to this sin of suicide. We're not immune to this. And so we, we need to deal with it. We need to talk about it. And, and, and again, that's what we endeavor to do today uh, in light of God's Word. And, and Matt, you know, you used a word there that I think a lot of people would be reluctant to use. Mm -hmm. And yet I think it's actually the key to finding some comfort and hope. You, you called it the sin of suicide. Yes. Uh, and, and of course, the world doesn't want to use that word uh, because the world thinks, oh, my God, now, now we really have made it a hopeless situation. And yet I'm thinking, no, that's exactly the word we want to use because we know what God did with sin. Not only the sins we've done in the past, but the sins we're doing now and the sins we're going to do in the future. If it is a sin issue, then there perhaps is some hope because that's what Christ came into the world, that our sins might be forgiven, even the ones that we haven't even thought about doing yet. Uh, so Exactly. Yeah, yeah, we don't want to be honest, right? <laughs> you know, suicide's a sin. And, and I'll, I'm going to get to that in a, in a little bit. I want to share a phrase that I found, just a one-sentence one phrase that I found very helpful in talking about suicide. I want to say that just for a little bit, but, but okay. remind me, John, if I forget, when, and back right. to that suicide is sin. But first, I want to talk a little bit about um, something you brought up, too, the different circumstances that people take their own life. And I think that we can see that uh, in Scripture, too. Uh, in Scripture, there's suicides. I don't know if all of our listeners realize oh, yeah. that, but there, there's these accounts of suicide in Scripture. Um, there's a handful of them, at least. Uh, one of them is Saul, well, King well, Saul, right? Well, yeah, go well, ahead, I was going to say, let me let me get the obvious one out of the yeah. way. Uh, Judas, right? Yeah. It's, it's like Holy Week. Yeah, and so that's the one that sticks out in everybody's mind. Yeah, and the season of Lent in particular, where uh, so oftentimes, especially maybe during midweek services, we hear about uh, Jesus' passion and we hear about Judas's betrayal. Yeah, that's what Judas does. He betrays Jesus. Um, he does not repent of that, but instead he despairs over it and he ends up taking his own life. He hangs himself. That's probably the most famous of all suicides, I would say. So multiple reasons for Judas doing that, but certainly one of those reasons is, I think, despair and, and at least a, a false sense, perhaps, of hopelessness. And, um, and and let me let me just throw in a, a, a I don't want to steal your thunder here, sure. but I think it's also a perfect example of where, you, where of how you don't handle someone who is suicidal. 
you know, because he comes, yes. he comes to those <laughs> Very priests, good. Yep. and they should have been a source of comfort to him uh, and remind him of God's love and forgiveness. And say, what do they say? What is what is it our business? <laughs> yeah, your problem, Judas. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so let me just put a plug in for there. Because I think, again, you're talking about the silence of the church. I think sometimes people are really uncomfortable talking with friends and loved ones because, oh, maybe I better not bring it up because then they might do it. Oh, my. No, no, no. If you have concerns, you ought to talk to them. That's exactly yes. what you need to do. And, and don't don't give them the impression, well, it's no concern of mine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. For them to know that they're not alone in whatever their struggle is. They're yeah. not alone. Yeah. Exactly. All right. I, I distracted you there. Yeah, go back no, to Saul. Okay. Yeah, so then we've got Saul. So he's on the battlefield, and the battle is all but lost. Uh, Saul sees that. He wants his armor bearer to kill him so that he's not captured, and then his body um, abused and, and you know, all of those things. And so instead, he the, his armor bearer says, no, I'm not going to kill you. You're the king. And then Saul decides to, to take his own life. He falls on his own sword. So I think Saul's reason for committing suicide, well, it's kind of fear, really. He doesn't want to be captured by his enemies. Yeah. Um, and then we have another one. And uh, doesn't his armor bearer turn around and kill himself, too? Yes. Yeah, then he kills himself, yeah. too. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So we've even got another suicide there in the Bible. Yeah. yeah. Um and which, then we've got- which I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, yeah, because the thought occurred to me, if you're thinking about suicide, maybe you ought to think about that. <laughs> okay? Because I think one of the problems is when we contemplate it, we just think about ourselves and maybe take a moment and see what impact that might have on other people. Exactly. Exactly. Well, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm off track there. Maybe. Exactly. Go ahead. Yeah. And then, uh, well, the other one I was going to touch on was Ahithophel. Uh, he's someone who's in the court of Absalom, and Absalom doesn't take his advice in the oh, end. Yeah. And he loses face. And so almost out of shame and embarrassment, it seems, he takes his life. Uh, so my point in sharing these is just simply this, that in the scriptures, when people commit suicide, it is for a whole lot of different reasons, uh, whether that's despair, whether it's embarrassment, whether it's fear. They're taking their own life for different reasons. And, and I think that that's the same today. Uh, people do not just take their own life for just one reason, right? I think we like to simplify that sometimes. I think, oh, there's just one reason, yeah, that they're taking their life. And, and like you brought up, maybe it's the assumption they've rejected, rejected God. Well, wait a second. Uh, there's lots of different reasons. Uh, there's despair over mistakes that have been made that they think maybe are unforgivable, uh, wrongly think that. Uh, maybe it is loneliness, isolation. Maybe it's uh, mental illness. Uh, maybe it's substance abuse, uh, feeling that life is out of control. I mean, all those things are factors, but I think that behind all those things, John, is, is the same one who brings those lies into our hearts and into our minds, and that's Satan. <laughs> He's the one behind a lot of this, these thoughts of despair and substance abuse and all these other things that, that eventually sometimes lead to suicide. Uh, I think we have to acknowledge Satan's role in this too, because this is certainly a, a sin and, a, and an evil that affects not just the person who committed suicide, but so, so many other people too. Um. And Matt, I just, I, I really want to pick up on that because, uh, you know, people suffer from depression. Uh, a few weeks ago, Pastor Bittner was preaching on Zechariah, and, mm -hmm. and there's a chapter there where, where it is Satan. It's Satan, and he's coming, as, and he's accusing. And in that passage, uh, uh, the servant of the Lord comes and rebukes Satan and puts Satan in his place. 
Um, and I think if for those that might be thinking about suicide, your point is well taken. You got to understand where all of these negative thoughts are coming from. They're they're coming from the devil. They they are, and he loves to accuse us, and he is so good at pointing out our weaknesses and failings. In fact, that's what he does really well. He is the accuser. Uh, but that we would then remember, that's okay. Let him make all the accusations he want. Probably a lot of them are true, but it, it doesn't change the fact that Jesus Christ is with us, and he is our advocate, and he he pronounces our, our forgiveness. So it is what the Bible says. Those are all lies. They may have a truth to them in, in terms of ourselves, but, but they're a lie when we think that we're being rejected because no God would not reject us on the basis of those things. You bet. And that's really what, what Luther even had to say, too. There's this line that uh, is at least attributed to Luther um, about suicide and even the devil's role in it. Uh, here's what Luther wrote. I don't share the opinion that those who commit suicide are certainly to be damned. My reason is that they do not wish to kill themselves, but are overcome by the power of the devil. They're like a man who is murdered in the woods by a robber. So what, what that quote's saying is that in many ways, that person who commits suicide is, is, is a victim, <laughs> a victim of Satan. Uh, just like someone who would be struck down in the woods uh, by a robber is a victim. So also uh, Satan uh, is the one who is behind these thoughts of loneliness and despair and that leads someone all the way to taking their own lives. Um, so, you know, it's not just the person committing suicide, but also in many ways uh, a victim of so many other things, including Satan's lies and temptations. And, and I need to make a correction from something that I said earlier. Um, this focus that you're, yeah, that this is all coming from the devil and his accusations because, or that it's a sin because you have an answer for that. And, and, and I'm going to shut up and let you give us that answer. But, you know, earlier I said that if you're thinking about suicide, you should think about how that might impact the people around you. Um, but let me point out that when you're counseling with someone who's suicidal, that, see, that probably wasn't the best thing for me to say because it could very well be that. You talked about there being different reasons. That may be why they're thinking about committing suicide, because they're going to show so-and-so. They're going to show them, you know, uh, uh, and, and and that's why we got to keep the focus off of us, off of other people, and upon the source of this, uh, which is the devil, a sin, our own flesh, because there's answers then to that. You know, I'm sorry if you're estranged from your brother and you think, well, I'm going to kill myself and I'll show him. I'm sorry if you're feeling overwhelmed by the things in this world. That's how this world is. It absolutely is. But 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 see, there's there's an answer to those things. Uh, and, and I'll shut up now. So what is the answer to those no. things? No, you're right. <laughs> when suicide is not a way of getting out of, of, of burdens and trials, no, it just puts it on someone else, those burdens. <laughs> it puts it on your survivors. And and hopefully you don't want that, right? But in some instances, maybe people do. Maybe this is one way to get revenge or payback. I'll show them I'll commit suicide. And now now it's their problem and yeah. certainly wrong way of thinking. Um, and, and, you know, Satan wants us to be tempted to think we're worthless, that we're hopeless. Uh, but but that's, that's not true. We're precious in God's eyes. He's the one who's made us. He's the one who's redeemed us. And, and I think that reason alone is a reason not to commit suicide. God created you. He made your body and your mind and who you are. It's, you're precious. He's the one who, who gave you life. He's the one who 
who one day will take our life away or, or send Christ first. It's not up to us. And I mean, that reason is reason enough to alone not to, to take our own lives. But um, the, the line that I mentioned earlier that I think is, is really helpful to me, when I went to go visit um, this man's family after he committed suicide, I took with me my pastoral companion. <laughs> my, so this is a, a book. Okay, it's not, a, not my buddy, but, but a, my companion, but it's a book that's for pastors, and it has different prayers and, and services and resources for all sorts of different circumstances, including suicide. And in the introduction at section on suicide, there's this line that I really, really like um, that it just simply says this. It says, suicide is a sin for which Christ died. I'll say that again. Suicide is a sin for which Christ died. And, and I really like that because you have law and gospel there in that one sim simple sentence. And they're both true. A suicide is a sin. Uh, we want to we acknowledge that. It's a breaking of the fifth commandment. The fifth commandment is you shall not murder. So the fifth commandment is talking about taking someone else's life, doing harm to our neighbor and his body. But it's also talking about our, our, our own lives, that we shouldn't harm our own body or take our own life either. Uh, we are people created by God. Our lives are precious. They're not our own. <laughs> They're gifts from God. Um, we belong to him. And uh, it's not, uh, not our own to take. So suicide certainly is, is, is a sin. We're, we're like, we're playing God when we take our own life. We're saying, God, we know our times. We know our days better than you do. Um, we know when we should leave this world. And so we're going to take our lives into our own hands and we're going to end it. Um, yeah, so it's, it's a sin. And like any sin, it has ramifications, like we said, in the life of the survivors. And it can drive them crazy thinking about what could we have done different or prevented this or where did we go wrong? And those are unfair questions to ask. Um, no, this is a sin. And in some ways, that individual even a victim as they commit suicide. So that's the first part. Suicide is a sin. But then we got to talk about that second part, for which Christ died, for which Christ died. You know, Christ died for all sins. When he died on the cross, when he shed his blood, it atoned for all sin, the sin of idolatry, the sin of greed and lust and gossip. You name this sin, Jesus died for this sin. There's none where it's left out. And we can even say, including the sin of, of suicide, that he even died for that sin too. Um, and I hope that we have comfort in that knowledge as well. Um, I, I like how how... Paul puts it too in, in Romans chapter 8. So, John, do you have that Romans chapter 8 uh, beginning with sure. verse 38? Okay. For I am convinced that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor things present nor things to come nor powers nor height nor depth nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Yeah. So nothing can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. And then Paul lists all those things, death or life or angels or demons, present or future. And I think that we could even perhaps add to that list, uh, suicide. Yeah. Uh, suicide can't separate us from the love of Christ in, in, in the love of God in Christ Jesus, our Lord. No, no, God's love is greater than suicide. Christ's death on the cross is greater than suicide. It is a sin, no doubt about it. It's a terrible sin. It's a sin that affects people for generations when there's a life lost. But yet, it is a, a sin for which Jesus died and shed his blood on the cross. And, and I hope that if you are someone who has a family member or someone who is a, a baptized child of God, 
uh, connected to Christ's death and resurrection, and yet they still committed suicide. Find comfort in that, that even though, yeah, that was a sin, that was, that was wrong, uh, yet it's a sin for which Christ died, and that nothing can separate us from God's love, uh, not even suicide. So I hope you find comfort in that if, if you're one of those people who have been touched by that tragedy. And, and, and the practical consequence of that, this, this knowledge that there's nothing that can separate us from Christ, I would say that the loving response to that is, please talk. If you're thinking about suicide, please call your pastor, talk to someone in your family if you can, but talk to somebody. Uh, don't just contemplate it silently. And likewise, for all those around us, if you know someone that you think is struggling with depression, might be having suicide, like, please, please talk to them. And you can do that because we, we can talk with the knowledge that God loves us and has forgiven us in Jesus Christ. Matt, thank you for your comments. This has been Wrestling, Wrestling with, with the, the Basics. basics.